It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. You could argue that the, the Ravens have actually sunk more resources into off-ball linebacker than the 49ers have if you're not including salary because the 49ers paid Fred Warner quite a bit of money. Um, and then they, they paid Greenlaw as well, but not anywhere near what they paid Fred Warner. But Warner was a third rounder. Greenlaw was a fifth rounder. But Patrick, Pat, I said almost said Patrick McQueen. Patrick Queen was a first round pick for those Ravens. And then they traded a second. And I want to say, I believe it's a second. It's either a second and a fifth or a second, a third and a fifth for Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the bears and then, and then they extended him. So they, they paid him as well. So you could argue that they, you know, they kind of, they have invested in that position just as much. And, and again, you look at how much they've invested in running back or w- when it came to either drafting guys or bringing guys in, they've had Mark Ingram, they've had, uh, you know, they've had, uh, the, the draft pick they had this year who, uh, got hurt Keaton Mitchell, Keaton Mitchell. um, They've, you know, they brought in other backs. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that Greg Roman was their offensive coordinator and they were running a very run heavy scheme. So that made sense mm-hmm. for them. But if you look at it from the 49ers perspective, you're right. I, they do invest in some interesting or, or maybe less popular positions. But again, I think that stems from Kyle Shanahan as their head coach because, you know, they invest in fullback because a fullback is important for his scheme, for right. the outside zone, for for the run scheme that he wants. Running backs are important because he wants to run the ball. He's not he's not one of these new school coaches who is desperate to throw the ball because that's, you know, that's what the, you know, that's that's what the league has gone to. He wants to run the ball and he wants to impose his will on you. He's very old school in that regard. And so he has invested heavily in the running back position sometimes to the detriment of his own, you know, his, his own legacy, if you will, because he gets, he gets pretty hammered by a lot of people about it. Uh, you know, I, even I did like when they drafted TDP, I was like, what, what are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? But right. you know, that position is, is, is integral to the success of his offense. And then, like I said earlier with the off ball linebacker, again, Kyle Shanahan loves to attack the middle of the field and he loves to attack weak linebackers. It's like his favorite thing to do. And so I think because of that, he knows that if you've got good off ball linebackers, it makes it easier for you to play defense. And so he looks for that for his defense. And I don't, I don't remember who I I know I read this somewhere and, and I hate when I do this because it sounds like I'm just making it up. I'm not, I read I did read it somewhere. But um, one of the play, uh, player was interviewed, uh, a 49er player. And I don't know if it was a former player, or current player. But one of the things that they said was they were surprised how involved Kyle Shanahan is with the defense and how important the defense is to Kyle Shanahan. And I think a lot of people don't don't realize that. And it's, again, because he he wants to attack weaknesses. That's what he wants to do. And so for him, he wants to make sure that what he likes to do, other teams cannot do to them. 
I think that's ultimately what, what it comes down to. And so that is why they emphasize things like off ball linebacker and, uh, you know, edge play and rushing four and covering with, with seven, right? Because that is what he thinks is the hardest to go against. And, and, and if you look at the teams that, that this offense has struggled against, it's teams like that, right? It's teams like the Browns who rush four and, and cover with seven. And they had problems with that. And, you know, you could say the Vikings, but the, what the Vikings did was, was more about confusing a young quarterback and using a lot of disguised coverages and, and switching things, you know, at the, at the snap to kind of change the picture on the quarterback. And I think that's part of what, you know, why Brock struggled, but I think the more he sees that, the more he'll be able to, to process through that. And, and the, and the Ravens kind of do the same thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think it comes back to who the coach is and, and, and what he thinks is difficult to go against. That's again, why he, he brought Robert Sala in. Cause he always said the, the most difficult defense that I always had to go against was Pete Carroll Seahawks, you know, uh, Legion of boom style cover three defense. That was always the most difficult for me. So I wanted to implement that on my team as well. So um, again, just another way that, that Kyle Shanahan has his fingerprints on this whole team, not just the offense. Yeah. And usually, so usually our second show of the week, we will preview the game. Uh, what, what are we, uh, we're not going to preview <laughs> that this week. I mean, come on. What are we going to talk about? We're talking about Sam Darnold. Like, we're talking about Sam Darnold's audition for a QB one position somewhere else in the off in the NFL this season. This is I his mean, one opportunity to put something on tape to then go into the marketplace and be like, "See, look, look at look what yeah, look what I can do. Look what I can do." What? It's, it's such a weird feeling right now because like you're so amped up and then everything's going with the season, and then I I thought they were going to have to play this week. Yeah. I thought for sure yeah. Philly for sure Philly was going to win. And even Detroit, I, I kind of thought, you know, maybe they're going to beat Dallas. You know, I, I did mm-hmm. not think there was any way in hell the Niners weren't playing it. So you have like, you're all pumped up, you're ready to go. And then it just comes to an abrupt, like, just a mm-hmm. halt for like three yeah. weeks. I don't really know what to do with myself. I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. oh, I just got to sit and think about whatever the division game is going to be. So this week almost feels like a glorified, I don't know, like a glorified preseason game or something. Yeah. yeah, it's just, just, I just want everybody to get out healthy. And then it's another week of nothing. And then you gotta, I guess I gotta find something to worry about. So I'll worry about are they gonna be rusty? Little yeah. worried about Purdy. I was kind of hoping Purdy would again they treat it like a preseason game where he'd at least play a few series, throw mm-hmm. some easy passes, just get out there, you know, get rid of the ball quickly and, and go home type thing. But yeah, they're gonna rest him. I get it. I get it. You don't want to put your quarterback at jeopardy, but we've just seen again, I'll, I guess I'll worry about it when it comes time to worry about it. I, I just I would worry about rust right now. That's the only mm-hmm. thing that would get in my head with with resting a lot of players, but also if somebody got hurt, you never forgive yourself. So it's kind of exactly. a double-edged sword. It, it is. It's a double-edged sword. And, and the other, the other difficult part and Kyle Shanahan kind of talked about this. He said, you know, if you rest a bunch of players that you normally have playing, well, then you put your other players that, that aren't used to playing in a weird position. And then they start kind of pressing. And then that's when you, that's when you see more injuries, right? When players are pressing because they're not, used to being in that position and you know you, you got to have you got to have your whole team healthy going into the playoffs because you never right. know when an injury could happen and you know for for the the Brock Purdy situation to me it makes sense because Trent Williams isn't playing and Jalen Mur, Mur Jalen Moore is still currently in the concussion protocol 
And so what you're looking at right now is Colton McKibbitts at left tackle and Matt Pryor at right tackle uh, because John Feliciano is dealing with a back injury. So more than likely Spencer Burford is going to be in and you just, you don't want to put by that line. Yeah. No, no, yeah, not no at way. all. Not at all. No but here's the other thing. And, and this is where it's still a little like for me, at least like Sam Darnold could be important in the playoffs. Right. If Brock goes down, you need Sam. Right, Darnold. Right. Sam Darnold gets injured in this game because the offensive line can't, you know, block their way out of a paper bag. That's not good either. You still have Kyle Allen, but I, I, Brandon I have Allen. no idea what to think of, of, of Allen. So yeah. um, it's, it's a really unique situation that they're in. Um, but on the other side, the Rams are resting players too. Carson Wentz is going to start for them. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford is getting the day off. Like I said earlier, Puka Nakua is playing, but I assume that once he gets the record, they're probably pulling him out. Um, So, yeah, no cup. Yeah, exactly. And, and, And that's interesting to me because they don't have the six seed locked up. They could end up the seven seed. But I think if you're if you're Sean McVay and you go, well, if I'm the six seed, I go to Detroit or if I'm the seven seed, I go to Dallas. I'm not afraid to go to either place with mm-hmm. my offense. So I think that's part of the calculus for him, but I am interested to see what Sam Darnold does in this game. Um, I, I do think Sam Darnold is going to, to, to view this game as an opportunity for himself to, like I said, to put some good play on tape uh, because he is a free agent after this year. And, and maybe he wants to come back to San Francisco uh, on a much cheaper deal than he has now, but I doubt it. I think he probably still wants to have an opportunity to start and, you know, I assume he and his agent were like, yeah, let's go to San Francisco. Brock's coming off a, an elbow injury. The likelihood that you're going to get to play is probably pretty high. Um, you might as well go there. And then you get to be a part of Kyle Shanahan's system, which, you know, tends to turn, you know, shit into diamonds, <laughs> if you will, sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, you may end up being able to reap the benefit in, in free agency next year. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the case for him, but he still probably has, you know, he's going to have some suitors. And if he plays well in this, in this game, that's something that he can point to. So I am interested in that. 